hold of myself. Right here, Ray. It's looking at me. He's an ugly little spud, isn't he? I think he can hear you, Ray. Don't move. It won't hurt you. Ah! Funky. Spangler, I'm with Bankman. Oh. You got slime. That's great, Ray. Save some for me. How about giving me something for the pain? I've been instructed not to. Naturally. Get your hands up right now. Kate, what are you doing? You shut up. Get your hands up. Turn around right now. Turn around. Get against the wall now. On your knees. You two. On your knees. Kate, you don't have to do this. He framed my husband. He is dead because of you. Just think about what you're doing. You've got a long career ahead of you. Do you understand that when Adam was arrested, I blamed myself for not knowing he was a spy. And all the while, you stood by me pretending to be my friend. Kate, if you kill me, the CIA will never get their hands on that device. I don't give a damn about oh, that. Oh, easy. Power! Get her off! Kate, put the weapon down! Back off, Power! This has got nothing to do we with We need him alive to know what he knows! He doesn't know anything! He's playing us! That's not true! Power! He's in Morgan! Put it down! I have no idea where the device is. He's lying just no, I'm lying not. about no, everything I'm else! I've got a tracker on the device. I can tell you where it is. You're lying, back! Put the weapon down and let him talk! I can give you the tracker's code. I don't believe you. I'm gonna pull it in your head. Kate! Kate, put the weapon down! 88469 Romeo! 3 Alpha 469 Romeo! That's the code! I'm telling you the truth! Did you get that? Gavin. Running the trace now. Seems to be legit. It's already triangulating within a four mile area. Copy that. He's locking under the override device. It worked. You're done. You're gonna be executed for murder and for treason. And I'm gonna be there to watch. Welcome to Actor and Actress Spotlight. It is an entertainment talks podcast for looking at different actors and actresses in entertainment. I'm your host, Matthew. Joining me today, my co-host is Robert. How are you today? I'm doing good. How are you doing today? Pretty good. Yeah, pretty good. Um, all right. So, yeah, we're launching a new podcast and it's essentially going to be... Uh, the schedule for it's going to be sporadic. It's basically going to be um, when either because this is going to be basically a mix of uh, me and Robert, or me and David, or me by myself. 
uh, doing solo podcasts now and again. And basically every time uh, I think of an actor or an actress I want to talk about and their iconic roles and that sort of thing, uh, I will simply do a podcast and discuss the different roles that they did, uh, why we liked them, why we didn't like maybe other roles that they did, of course talk about the shows or films that they've been in. Uh, I was looking at the uh, podcast feeds we have uh, this morning and um, so this is going to be in the main entertainment talk feed obviously because all the episodes go in there. Uh, I'm going to be obviously launching the new actor and actress spotlight uh, feeds. These are the iTunes feeds I'm talking about not the categories. Um, It will go probably in TV and in film because these actors and actresses um, will probably have been in something of, of both sorts so it sort of covers both those bases as well. And, um, of course, on the website, in the categories, they will be listed in the TV and the film as well. Um, I think we'll probably do voice actors for gaming stuff as well, but um, I want to focus at the moment on uh, the the live-action stuff, I suppose you could say. Um, So, do you want to go first? You've got Bill Murray you wanted to talk about today. Yeah, that that kind of, you know, we talked about this a little bit, um, Mm -hmm. about starting up this podcast, and he's one of the more fascinating, you know, famous people that I've seen things on. Um, obviously, he's had several iconic roles, uh, Ghostbusters, uh-huh. Stripes, uh, been in so many movies. Uh, but the reason why I wanted to bring him up is that there's actually a new documentary out on Netflix hmm. called The Bill Murray Tales. And apparently this is something that he's been doing for the longest time. Um, and I, I don't know this for sure because obviously I've never met the man, I've never talked to him, but from seeing, you know, you know all the other stuff. I kind of got the feeling that when you get to a, you get famous to a certain point, mm-hmm. the hardest thing to do is just be a regular person. Because um, you know everywhere you're you're Bill freaking Murray. You go everywhere you're Bill freaking Murray. <laughs> yeah. You literally can't go anywhere on the planet where nobody doesn't know you. I mean, maybe a couple isolated countries in like Eastern Europe or you know Southern Africa or someplace like that. You might not be Bill Murray, but let's face it. Pretty much anywhere that has watched movies on a regular basis, be Bill Murray. Mm-hmm. Plus, and big, big hits the, like Ghostbusters. So yeah, yeah, definitely not a small franchise by any means. So no, yeah. and uh, you know he's done so many movies, um, some serious, some not. Um, but anyway, this documentary popped up on my feed the other day, and it's just this doc. This uh, director just goes around and interviews people. Of him just doing the most random ass things, and I'm guessing, like I said, this is just me guessing, so that he can feel like a normal dude. And when I say random ass thing, one of the guys he interviewed, um, it was in Austin, Texas, which hosts South by Southwest every year. And this one guy's having a house party, and he's, uh, you know, doing his thing, hosting the party, making sure nothing gets too out of control. And the band shows up, and it's just one of these, you know, little garage bands, we call them here in the States, because they play in their parents' garage. <laughs> right. uh, you know, they, they, it's the friends having fun, making a little money, but they know they're never going to be, you know, covering a, a national stadium or doing a national tour or anything like that. And anyway, the band's setting up, and in walks Bill Murray. And he's acting as the roadie for this little band. So he's, like, bringing in amplifiers and speakers and equipment, and he's just helping the band set up. And all of a sudden, the guys that everybody's at the party is like, holy shit, Bill fucking Murray is at our party. And he's just like, hey, what's up? <laughs> and he uh, he set the band up and they start playing. And, of course, everybody's got their phones out and recording it. And, 
they, he grabs a tambourine and just starts banging on the tambourine, jamming with the band. Hmm. And then a little bit later on, the cops show up because, you know, that's what happens with house parties is they get rambunctious and, you know, things get a little loud. And so the cops show up just not to be a hassle. They're just like, hey, tone it down. Mm-hmm. And so the guy that is at this house goes up to the cops and says, I would love to tell them to turn it down, but Bill Murray is playing. <laughs> so if you want to come in and tell Bill Murray to be quiet, please come on in. Of course, the cops are just like, yeah, whatever. And they go inside and like, holy shit, there's Bill Murray playing the tambourine with this band. And the cops just join the party. (laughs) And the whole documentary is just filled with these stories of him doing these like random ass things. Like one of the other stories is he walks in on a house party and just starts doing the dishes in in the kitchen, (laughs) like, like cleaning up, like cleaning plates and cleaning glasses. And then, and there's all these stories and it's just, this weird thing but that just makes him so fascinating and such an iconic character it's like he just wants to be a normal dude and you know do normal dude stuff yeah um and that's some i think that's why it fascinates so many people why you see his t-shirt his face on t-shirts from from iconic roles is just because no matter how famous he gets and no matter how interesting it is he's just a normal dude and for him doing these things is just feeling like a normal dude but for everybody else they have an awesome story that they get to tell all their friends about for the rest of their lives yeah yeah because i mean you do get some celebrities that just get too caught up in their fame and they try and get the most out of it as possible but um yeah some of these people do want to feel like real people and not just be known as the person they played the the role of um of course Mm -hmm. of course some of these some actors and actresses are more known by their character name than by their actual real name. Uh, so I guess some actors and actresses would be just called like, hey, uh, I don't know, Rick or whatever from, from Walking Dead and and that sort of stuff. But yeah, it's, it is nice when you get the more genuine celebrities that do try to just be normal people and just try to be like, hey, I'm also just a... Yeah, sure, I played this massive iconic role, whoever, you, whoever it is you're referring to. Um, but I'm also just a normal person and stuff, so it is nice to see that as well. And um, yeah, it's it's nice to to hear that Bill Murray, because I don't know that much about Bill Murray as well, which is is kind of interesting for the podcast, because then you can tell me stuff like about him and and things that you found interesting and this documentary, which I didn't even know like was out there. So um, it's good to sort of hear about other people and and stuff that they've done as well. Um, I know the only two things I know that Bill Murray did. Of course, there's probably films out there that somebody would say, "Hey, he was in this," and I'd go, "Oh yeah, of course he was." Um, is the Groundhog's Day film and of course Ghostbusters one and one and two, so mm-hmm. uh, that's what I know. I've seen the two Ghostbusters films, and uh, one day there'll probably be a classic review. So I'll have to obviously sort that out. Uh, I've never seen the the Groundhog's Day film though. Um, so it, it's weirdly Taoist in a way, the Groundhog's Day film, mm-hmm. in that you repeat the same cycle over and over again until you get it right. Yeah, which you know gets into some Taoist beliefs and you know the concept of reincarnation. If you want to go that deep on it, right? Or you could, and it's you could tell he's just having fun with it. It's a great movie. Mm. Uh, the joke is they need to. One of the jokes I've seen floating around is they need to do like a Groundhog's Day two, and then just re-release the original film, which would weirdly be a, you know, accurate and appropriate. Yeah. Um, absolutely, watch that. Um, Meatballs is a pretty interesting one. Uh, but you got to remember that was a long time ago, and so there's going to be a lot of non-PC stuff in it. Um, but that's how that's how it was back then. So 
you could get mad at it or you could just accept the fact that we've gotten better as yeah, a society. Different, different time and day and that sort of stuff. Yeah. 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 That's why I never bash on things from back in the day because you could look at that and you're just like, wow. But then again, you can look at how we are now and just like, okay, we're better. Mm-hmm. And just, and like a lot of people say, if you erase history, you forget it. And if you forget it, you're destined to repeat it. Which is why I'm so against, you know, scrubbing that from our history because how are we going to learn not to do that unless we hold up examples of this is why you don't do that, regardless of what that is. Yeah. Uh, but getting back on point, uh, the documentary goes into this a little bit, and I so completely missed some of it, it. Is it a Netflix original, or is it just on Netflix in the U.S.? Uh, it's on Netflix in the U.S. I don't think it's an original, because okay. so obviously... That, so that means it might <clears throat> not be on the U.K. Netflix. I was just wondering what... Uh... I honestly don't know. Let me uh, get the exact name of it here for you, because they kind of treat it like Bigfoot sightings. I don't know if Bigfoot's a thing in the U.K. Sort of. Yeah. I've had it get... for a while. So. Yeah. But, uh, let me pull the, the name of it up here real quick. You can search and see if it's in the U.K., um, da, 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 slow ass internet being slow ass internet. Uh, yeah, the Bill Murray stories: life lessons learned from a mythical man. And the documentary goes into that. Apparently, doing that random stuff he was doing all the time. Hmm. Like you, there's stories of him like uh, just going up, saying hi to somebody at a diner, and then stealing some of their fries or crisps. And then him saying, you could tell everybody if you want to, but nobody's going to believe you. <laughs> but now we live in a day and age where everybody's got their cell phone and everybody's got a, a camera and a video cord on them. So, you know, they can prove that, hey, this happened. And that's yeah. a lot of the documentary is just people that have recorded stuff like that. Um, and it's just random stuff that he just does. And it just it's cool. I mean, that I mean. It's cool that you know he still sees himself as just a regular person, mm-hmm. even mean, though he—they all, all are, but they don't all look at themselves in that way. So yeah, they're just like I us, mean, they're all so. regular people, but they don't. Some some you know celebrities don't treat themselves as such. No, <laughs> um, some are really bad at it. Yeah, um, how, but how old does it say Bill Murray is? There? <sighs> Let me. I'd have to double check. He's not young. He's got to be at least in the 60s or 70s because mm-hmm. assuming he was even assuming he was 30 yeah a young 30 doing uh um ghostbusters that was in 84 so that's a long yeah. ass time ago let me pull up his imdb page see how old he is okay i should have had this before i forgot uh, yeah, born in 1950, so he's 69 this year. Hmm. What what month does it does it say? Uh, September. Okay. Huh. Good place <laughs> when that comes back. Yeah, that's a, that's literally the first thing I thought of when you said September. So I know my niece's birthday is also in September as well. But uh, yeah. Um. Cool. Yeah. Um. So is there any any other anything else you want to talk about with him? Yeah, I mean, this never came up, but he's one of eight kids. So this is back in the day, because hmm. putting it in 50 puts him in the baby boom generation. Uh, for those people that don't know, after World War II, you know, when soldiers came back and everything, there were a lot of babies born. I mean, just an insane number. And so that's been called the baby boom generation. Mm-hmm. Um, 
what would you like to see him do next? Uh, I don't know. Because um, he's done so many cool roles and so many fun things that honestly I just want to see him do whatever movie. He wants to. Yeah. Well, what, what, one that he wants to, but two that he enjoys. Isn't he going to be in the reboot, Ghostbusters? Well, see, it's not a reboot. Um, or a sequel slash reboot slash whatever. Yeah. Yeah. The the third, the I guess technically fourth Ghostbuster movie is being done by the son of the original director. Okay. He, and they've said it's in the same universe set in a modern day. So I don't know if they're going to call it Ghostbusters three or Ghostbusters four. That's hard telling. Um, from the little teaser trailer that they showed, it it honestly looks like somebody that just happened to find a proton pack and is getting it to work. Yeah, because it was it was done like in a trailer, so maybe like you know the the leading theory, and nobody knows for sure because the obviously the script isn't out or anything. But the leading theory is is in that in Ghostbusters two, obviously the uh, um, the child character came into play. And he'd be a, he was a baby in that film, so that put him in like his you know mid thirties, late forties now. Right. So that's kind of the leering, leading fan speculation theory is that he found it. Yeah, is that he found it, hmm. and we never really saw what happened, you know, family wise after that. No. No. Um. And the only thing that really annoys me about that is with the twenty sixteen film. Um, Leslie Jones has already come out and slammed the the upcoming movie on it, and she said a lot of things about that. It's like, did you see that my, one, the 2016 one? I never got around to see it. Um, the trailers that I saw, it just didn't look interesting to me. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were they were kind of going for like the the funny awkward, and that never really clicked. Which is, and I'm a big Melissa McCarthy fan. I've seen every episode of Gilmore Girls at least twice, and she's amazing in that. Uh, she did pretty good work, work in Mike and Molly. Um, okay. The only thing that I have the issue with is that, you know, if you fail, admit that you fail so that you can learn from it. The movie lost $70 million. It was panned by pretty much any honest reviewer. But what do they do? They go after the angry video game nerd for refusing to cover it. They actually attacked him by name, James Wolfe, who does uh, the Cinemassacre stuff. Yeah, I saw, and the, saw that video before. He said, like, yeah. he refused to review it or whatever. The yeah, and they went after guy. Yeah, Yeah, Cinemassacre is one of the things that he's a part of. And they, they attacked him by name because he didn't like the trailer and didn't want to see it. Um, I might see it just so I could say I've seen it. And I've been wrong before. Like, when I talked about and uh, did the review, the rental review for... Uh, um, Pacific Rim Uprising. Yeah, that movie is nothing like the trailer portrays it. It is completely different. Yeah, and this might be the case, but you know, and I don't judge a movie on its trailers um, because obviously a lot of the CGI was not finished in the right. trailer. Yeah. Um, I did, however, listen to somebody that I know that's actually a psychologist that went and saw the movie. And she had some very interesting things to say, specifically about the director. Um, okay. And I've seen some of the stuff that the director has done. That dude needs help. I mean, we always talk about you know mental health. That guy mm-hmm. has got some issues we have a that he's mental cl- health podcast called the Chat Podcast. Yeah, yeah which I yeah, by, that guy. By the way, I did a new episode yesterday. I'll talk about that mm-hmm. later. So yeah, yeah. And I'm not saying that he's you know not a, a good person or anything, but. 
the person that I talked to that is a psychologist and does help people says this guy has issues that he's not resolving through like therapy. He's just putting them out there in his movie, which is not an uncommon thing. It's a very common saying that you learn more about the writer of a book by what they write more than the book itself. Mm-hmm. And so she was saying that this guy was, you know, has this, this, and this based off of this observation. And then I went and saw some of the other stuff that he's done. And I'm like, yeah, I can really kind of see that. Okay. And so my lack of interest is more in that area than anything else. Weirdly enough, for some reason, I have a copy of it as part of my iTunes library. I never bought it. Somehow I must have got it for free for signing up for something. Uh, Because we talked about this a few podcasts ago on the gaming podcast um, when the uh, Movies Anywhere was signed up and you could do that on your Xbox now. So some of the movies uh-huh. that you get, like, I don't know if they do this in the UK, but in the U S when you buy like a Blu-ray or DVD or whatever, you'll get a digital code. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. yeah so we were, I was redeeming those codes for like all the Marvel movies in iTunes. And then somehow they partnered up with movies now or whatever it's called to where it, you can do it through the iTunes app or you mm-hmm. could do it through that. And then when I mer- when I linked my Xbox account to that app, I got uh, X Men: Days of Future Past for free. Hmm. So that's part of my library, well as well. And I never bought it digitally. I never bought the DVD. Yeah. And so at some point, for some mashup thing, I have that. I also have Ice Age one as well, which is also a movie I've never bought. All right. Um. So at some point, I might watch it just so I could say that I've watched it. But it's kind of like with the. Uh, the Super Mario Brothers movie that I've mentioned a couple of times, it is so bad that I would not recommend watching it to anyone. Yeah. And that movie is really, really bad. They actually interviewed Bob Hoskins, and that his they, he actually says making that movie is his biggest regret in life. And that's, you, you know, yeah. yeah. Um, but I can understand somebody wanting to see it to say, you know, I, it can't be that bad. Mm-hmm. Um, and I actually know a guy that lives here in town that has seen and rented uh, Downsizing three times. And that he says it's a horrible, horrible movie, but he keeps watching it because he gets to the point where he thinks, did I miss something? Is right. there some part of it that's like redeeming? And he'll buy it and rent it and watch it again. He's like, nope, it's still a terrible movie. Mm-hmm. Only now here in the U.S. it's part of Hulu as movie, so he doesn't have to buy it again. So you yeah. can just watch it and just remind himself that, yeah, that's a terrible movie. Uh, right. So I might do that with the 2016 Ghostbusters. Um, but right. my issue has just been with them. It's like, oh, you don't like this. Oh, well, you, you must hate women if you don't like this movie. Yeah. Uh, no, I can hate a movie because it's a terrible movie. It has nothing to do with whether or not I like or dislike an actor, an actress, or you know, a gender in general. Nope, nope. You must hate women if you don't like this movie. Mm-hmm. And Everybody took that tact. Yeah. I mean, if it was one person, I could kind of brush it off, but literally everybody took that tact. Yeah, I I saw it. I want to say six, some point between six months and a year after it came out, the the 2016 one. I thought it was really good. Um, and then as soon as like you know press and stuff started coming out for it, and people hated it for ver- various different reasons. Some people actually thought it was bad, and some people had uh, I'll say the female problem because it was new female Ghostbusters and not the male ones, or male Ghostbusters or whatever. 
Um, and I'm I'm pretty disappointed that society has basically caused that film to not have a sequel. That film will never have a sequel, and I'm I'm pretty disappointed with that. Because well, I, that film I, that that film lost seventy million dollars. I don't know why you yeah. would make a sequel for a film that did not make you know money. Mm-hmm. It's not like there's no reason why. I mean, I can understand if you had an issue with never making another Infinity Wars movie because that movie made a gajillion dollars. It absolutely deserves a sequel. Um, but if a movie loses money crazy like that, then I don't know why you would make a sequel to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, cool. I think also we want to talk about with uh, Bill, Bill Bill Murray, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, all right, let's take a break, do some housekeeping, and I'll come back and talk about, well, I have her in the title, your own Strahovski. Uh, so we'll come back in a minute. Today's sponsor is Kirstie Legister's Juice Plus. If you would like to get help with trying to lose weight, this might just be the solution that you're looking for. With a range of products that include shakes, boosters, capsules and more, get started today. All you need to do is click on the Kirstie Legister's Juice Plus link in your show notes or description on iTunes or on the website. Go over to her Facebook profile Send her a Facebook message and get started with the program today. Today's second sponsor is Kualu. If you'd like to get started with a domain name and a website today, just click on the link in the show notes and that will take you over to Kualu to get started. They also have a live support chat system that you can use, which is in the bottom right-hand corner. So get started with a new website and domain name today with Kualu. Hey everybody, if you would like to get the ad-free versions of all of our podcasts and support entertainment talk along the way, all you need to do is head over to patreon.com forward slash entertainment talk, sign up either as a creator or as a Patreon, there's no difference there. That's just the option for either becoming a creator now or just staying as a patron for the moment. And then all you need to do is support us at the $1 level tier. That will get you access to all of the ad-free podcasts that we've done in the past and get you access to all the ad-free podcasts in that month as well. So it's a great way to support us on Entertainment Talk and to get rid of the ads and get your ad-free podcasts. As always, thank you very much for listening. Back to the show. Okay, uh, so recently on Entertainment Talk, we are continuing our coverage of uh, True Detective for Season 3. And if you wanted a guide for the show, uh, you can watch Season 1, skip Season 2, and watch Season 3. It is an anthology series, but Season 2 was uh, basically called bad by everybody, including me. I didn't actually finish the season. Uh, But Season 3 is continuing. We're halfway through the season. I covered Episode 4 this week on the, of course, Detective Talk uh, feed podcast. and, And, of course, on the main Entertainment Talk feed as well. Uh, what else did we do? Black Lightning came back for the second half of its second season, um, and I'm doing that solo for this second half. A uh, pretty good episode, actually. Surprisingly good episode for episode 10 for uh, season 2, uh, so that's going to be continuing. I don't know if I'll come back for episode 13 or 16 or what I'm going to do, but I'll let you guys know basically when it comes around to the time. It depends how good the episodes are and how I feel, basically, about the show. Because uh, we like to do those in five episode, five episode chunks, but there's like six episodes left so I'll, I'll decide what to do at the time uh random gaming talk we recorded that at the same time we're recording this podcast uh i talked about resident evil 2 and kingdom hearts 3 good news they're both good games so if you've waited a long time uh, or a very long time for kingdom hearts 3 uh good news the game's really good and this is from a uh, person who's not really played the originals much and doesn't have the nostalgia so as a player jumping in for the first time it's good to uh for you guys to hear that it's a good game as well 
Um, we also talked about uh, some other stuff as well. Of course, the information is in the show notes and stuff that we talked about. Uh, what else is there this week? Uh, yeah, so True Detective, Black Lightning, Gaming Talk. Uh, of course, this new podcast, Actor and Actress Spotlight. Um, I haven't got the uh, image from David yet. He said he's going to send it to me tomorrow. So it isn't available on iTunes at the moment. But of course, I will always uh, tweet out the um, the the uh, iTunes link when I when I get it, when I uh, submit the feed and stuff. And you can f- you'll be able to find those on Twitter and on the Facebook page as well. Uh, and of course I will also let you guys know when I put those links to the new feed for that po- for this podcast on the iTunes uh, feed page because I will also tweet it out and uh, post it on Facebook when I update those as well. Um, film reviews, there's been nothing really for January apart from Polar but I haven't seen it yet but there is some films coming out in February that I'm interested in and then of course March and April have um, Captain Marvel and... Uh, and uh, Endgame, Avengers Endgame as well. Uh, so that's basically an update on the film side of things. Video games, of course, Kingdom Hearts 3 and Resident Evil 2. Uh, I did a first impressions for Kingdom Hearts 3. And basically, if you want a first impressions for Resident Evil 2, I did do the one-shot demo that came out a couple of weeks ago. Uh, in terms of reviews for those games, I'll review them when I finish them, which will be in in uh, a certain amount of time. I couldn't tell you how long that's going to take me. So uh, just uh, stick around for those reviews when those come out as well. That stuff is all on entertainmenttalk.org or on the podcast platform of your choice. So let's bring up uh, Yvonne Strahovski. Uh, so um, I'm just going to read her sort of bio here. It's fairly short. It's not too long. Uh, so Yvonne uh, Strahovski, uh, professionally known as that name. She's got like Jacqueline something else listed in her like full name uh born on 30th july 1982 she is uh 36 years old so she'll be 37 this year is an australian actress um she's best known for her roles as uh, and if you recognize any of these roles and you want to talk about them just uh stop me as i go um she is best known for her roles as cia agent sarah walker in the nbc spy drama chuck which ran from it says 2007 to 2012 i don't know if it got cancelled or concluded i never saw the show hannah mckay in the showtime's drama series dexter which is popular for good and bad reasons uh i heard bad things about the series finale so um i never really checked it out that run it said 2012 to 13 i'm assuming that's when her character was on the show because i know that it ran for more than one season it was what eight seasons that show dexter i think yeah about eight seasons yeah um and of course what i know her most for uh cia agent kate morgan in the fox event series 24 live another day which was all the way back in 2014 so it's been four and a half years almost since i've seen her and of course jack bauer as well uh, but currently she stars as uh, Serena Joy Waterford in the Hulu drama series Handmaid's Tale, which is on Channel 4 in the UK. And you can also find the box set on Now TV. They're adding season 2 soon, so you can check that out on there as well, which runs from 2017 to present. Because, uh, yeah, season 3 should be this year. So, yeah, three years for that. Uh, for which she actually received a Primetime Emmy Award nomination. I don't know if she won said Emmy, but she was nominated, which is good as well. Uh, Strahovski's other notable work includes Lego The Adventures of Clutch Powers not one of the more popular Lego films I have to say because the first time I heard of it when I read this uh, which was in 2010 Killer Elite in 2011 i.e. Frankenstein uh, is that the one with um, Hugh Jackman or is that I another think one? or is that Van Helsing I'm thinking of you're thinking of Van Helsing is yeah. the one with Hugh Jackman yeah uh, and that's got uh, 
I think that's got Kate Beckinsale in it, but I'm not 100% sure on that. I'm not sure. I've seen bits and pieces that, that of that film, so... It's not good. No, it didn't look very good, so... Uh, but she was in I'm Frankenstein in 2014, uh, The Astronaut Wives Club in 2015, Manhattan Night in 2016, The Predator in 2018. I'm assuming that's the newest one that they did for The Predator, which I didn't hear very good things about. Uh, and on the video game side of things, she voiced Miranda Lawson in uh, Mass Effect, which I remember her character. She was quite good in that. Uh, and Batwoman in the animated superhero film Batman the Blood, Bo- Bad Blood 2016, which I haven't seen, but I probably should. It's so. a good one. It's halfway decent. It's uh, all the Bat characters. So it's uh, uh, Tim Drake's in it. Mm. The Tim Drake Robin is in it. Obviously, Dick Grayson Nightwing is in it. Um Damien, which is a storyline that they ran where Batman... Uh, is that his son? Un, uh, yeah, un, but the easiest way to say it is Batman unwittingly had a son okay. with Talia al Ghul. Yeah, I've heard and, that, uh, that plotline a couple of times. But Yeah. Did you see, You said you saw the film? Yeah, it's on. it was on Hulu for a bit before they pulled it because of uh, you know DC doing their own streaming thing. Oh, uh, yeah. So I've seen it. It's uh, yeah. got uh, Batwoman in it. That just had her premiere in the DC universe on the TV side of it. Yep, in the uh, Elseworlds, we covered that. In the Elseworlds, um, yeah. So it's a pretty decent Batman movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I assume that has Batgirl in it as well. Actually, no, I don't think so. Huh. Where is that character on screen? I can't find Batgirl in like any live action stuff. I know they did the uh, Birds of Prey series, but that's yeah, that's cancelled. That's the only one I've seen. They they I've brought this up before when we've done the. Uh, the DC podcast, they, they referenced her. Yeah. The CW superheroes, they referenced her once in the season of arrow before they gave uh, felicity smoke, her code name of overwatch. Mm, There was a a, uh, other name. Yeah. 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 They gave, they gave a quick line. So I was going to go with Oracle, but that name was already taken. So, Mm. yeah. And that's the only time I've ever seen it referenced. And that's, that's, uh, Barbara Gordon's name post the Killing Joke incident. Yes, I think yeah, because she obviously couldn't do Batgirl stuff after that. Um, Oracle was in Arkham, one of the Arkham games, the third one. Is Arkham Knights is the third one? The Uh, one that Asylum uh, Asylum City Night and Origins is the prequel. Yeah, yeah. So that's the third one. Um, No, I really liked her obviously most in um, the two things I I've seen her in. Is obviously Kate in twenty four eleven of a day. Did you see that season? No, no. Okay. Um. Obviously, I'm pretty desperate for that to come back so that I can see Jack again and get some sense of actual conclusion from that. Um. But I think if uh, it's funny how we talked about Ghostbusters and female stuff earlier. If they ever conclude a Jack story, uh, with a tenth and final season, because you only need one more season to wrap things up. Um, and then do not even really a reboot, like a soft reboot with uh, if you had Tony, Kate, and some of the other characters, uh, assuming they don't die in the tenth season. Um, I think she'd make a great like female lead Jack esque type of character. Um, well, she definitely has that background because I know her from Chuck, and so yeah. her 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 role is very actiony, punchy, shooty um, kind of a character. <laughs> yeah. um, obviously, Chuck. We also that's what kind of you know mainstreamed uh, Zachary Levy who's going to be starring in the Shazam movie mm-hmm. um, and did uh, two stints yeah yeah. he did two stints in the uh, Marvel universe he replaced the actor from the first Thor 
and was in the second Thor and in Ragnarok, and it was I, killed off in Ragnarok. I heard about that. Who, who did he play? Because I keep uh, hearing about oh he had a Marvel character that was killed, but I can never remember who it was. He was one of the Warriors Three. He was the the blonde dude with the the poofy hair that was a swordsman. Because you had you had Lady Sif, which obviously is uh she's on uh, uh, blind spot now. Right. Yeah. And then you had the three warriors. You had the one dude with the mace, and then you had the big beefy dude with the beard, and they had the the thin wispy uh, dude with the blonde hair and the skinny rapier like sword. Okay. Um, and he replaced an actor, and they looked a lot alike, and you really couldn't tell. And it was a it was a really minor role, I think, between the the uh, uh, Dark World and uh, Ragnarok. He had maybe five scenes total. Okay. So it's a pretty minor role, and they did kill him in Ragnarok, and I don't care about spoilers because that movie's over two years old. Mm-hmm. Um, but he actually, they actually asked him about that in one of the pressers for Mar- for uh, Captain Marvel. He's like, "Yeah, if they hadn't killed me off, I wouldn't have been able to do this movie." Mm. And he's he's got kind of like the the boyish charm, and uh, definitely like from he's good, yeah. And from the the trailers that I've seen, they're definitely keeping that a light movie. But uh, back to Yvonne. Um, yeah, I could easily see her in a twenty-four-ish role. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, she's she's got the background for it. Uh, she's obviously done it before with Chuck, so yeah, I could see that fairly easily. Mm. I mean, Kate in twenty-four herself literally was kind of. I mean, she was. You know, obviously Jack is your main focus character because he's lead protagonist, but um, she really did kind of come in and was a bit of a female Jack in some ways. Um, and I don't, I, I don't know, because with at the current state of twenty four is we don't know what's happening with Jack because he's doing Kiefer is doing music and he's doing Designated Survivor, which got picked up for Netflix for season three, so he's obviously doing that. Um, they're doing, they're supposed to be doing this like legal lawyer hour drama type thing, and they're all supposed, to, they're also supposed to be doing a Jack Bauer prequel. Obviously, she probably won't be involved in any of those. But if they ever bring her character back and they want to do like a soft reboot of 24, but some something that's established in that universe, because Legacy was sort of like that. It had Tony in it and stuff like that, but it like, it basically what I'm saying is if you retire the character of Jack and end his story, and if you want to stay in the same universe and maybe keep Chloe and Tony and some of the other characters uh, and have Kate as a lead, that will that will definitely work. And I think 24 fans would be really, really happy with that. Uh, I'm quite happy with, with that as well. The only problem with the exact situation I've just explained is if you have Kate and Tony and Chloe and everything, Jack's going to want to be involved, so therefore it would be even harder to um, include him. But then again, I'm not a writer, so I'm just spitballing ideas here. Um, but if And I hope, I hope that the result wouldn't be, hey, let's kill off Jack and have, you know, just sort of have that as a way to move on from him and move to Kate and stuff. Uh, I don't know. Unless you have two... Um, See, I don't know, because if you tried to bring Kate back in a soft reboot version and Jack was in the world, you'd kind of be wondering what Jack was was doing. So I don't know how you retire the character of Jack, but um, that's just a rough idea that you could do. You could do a just straight reboot and she moves to like a different city or something and she's defending a different part of America. That could still work as well. Because they have actually done that in the show. It's been... I think the first seasons, first six seasons were in the same place. Season 7 and 8 were both in different places. Uh, so it wouldn't be a new thing for the show to do. So um, she's really good as um, Serena uh, Waterford in the, the Hulu Handmaid's Tale. Have you seen any of that? I've only seen it referenced, but I haven't okay. actually seen any of it. 
It's pretty good. I, I've caught up with both seasons and I'm waiting for season three. It's certainly not an easy show to watch, obviously, because it involves, like, basically female slavery and a dystopian sort of future. So none of it is, uh, you know, necessarily easy to watch. But um, I'm in it more for uh, Elizabeth Moss's um, character and to see if she ever does kind of get the freedom. Also, um, Yvonne is very good in the show. She kind of plays this role where, like... She doesn't... Uh, June is the name of uh, Elizabeth's character. I just remembered it. Um, she kind of, like, tries to be friendly with her. While also remembering that there's, like, this complicated government sort of system in place. Um, but in terms of the character that Yvonne's supposed to be playing and the role and stuff. She she does a very good job of sort of portraying that. Um, what did you think of her in Mass Effect? Because you played uh, the... That's from the original trilogy, isn't it? With uh, Miranda Lawson. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the her character came in in uh, the second one in Mass Effect Two, and then continued in Mass Effect Three. Yeah, yeah, it was a decent character. I mean, she's doing a lot of voice acting for video games. Um, a lot of those characters, uh, a lot of those actors and actresses, uh, once they kind of hit like a big role in like a geeky thing, mm-hmm. um, they started getting voice acting in uh, video games, and that's not just her. Um, Nathan Fillion's done a few video games. Um, uh, Adam Baldwin, who was on Chuck with her, has done a few video games. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it was v- well written, and she's got a distinctive voice. I think she was probably happy that she didn't have to fake an accent, because uh, in the Chuck series, she has to do an American accent the whole time. Is she I think good, they had, like, good at that? Or? Yeah, I mean, it's it's not something you would notice. Okay. I mean, if, if you didn't know she was Australian, you wouldn't have noticed it. It's kind of, in a weird sort of way, it's kind of like uh, Hugh Laurie. I only knew him from House, and I didn't know he was British when I first heard them on the show. I didn't know and, Yvonne was Australian until I read this. So, uh, yeah, it's yeah. it's like with uh, um, uh, the lady whose name I can't remember for I Zombie. She's also Australian. Oh, uh, Rose Rose MacGyver. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And you don't notice. You really don't. Yeah, I mean, she, there's like a tiny, tiny little bit of it in her speech pattern, but it's mm-hmm. not really noticeable. Yeah. I mean, you gave me the re- revelation of that last season when you said that she was uh, Australian. So um, yeah, yeah, that's pretty good as well. Uh, did you see Dexter? No, none uh, of it. Or you, some of it, or none of it. I mean, it's it was on HBO over here in the states, and so you'd have to have a uh, up until yeah. a year ago, you had to have a cable subscription just to get HBO. So even like with a cheap cable subscription and getting HBO, that's like. $75 a month US. And that's just a crazy amount Wait, of money. Really? Yeah, yeah, I mean, wow. the, the the cheap cable packages are not cheap. That's why so many people are going uh, to the subscription services mm-hmm. uh, because um, it's just damn expensive. I mean, I know at one point my parents had DirecTV and they had like Stars, which is like the most generic, basic yeah. movie that's channel the, uh, you can get. Is it the American Gods channel? Yeah, yeah, and they were paying like a hundred and thirty dollars a month for their uh, their uh, satellite bill. Jesus, that's a lot. yeah, yeah. That that's why so many people were clamoring, you know, to for HBO to do like a subscription service just on streaming. Mm. Um, and that's actually where Directv is going over here in the states because you can buy a Directv subscription streaming service, and even that's still thirty five dollars a month. Mm-hmm. And you don't even get all the channels that you would get on DirecTV. You get like 20 or 30, and they've got like 200 channels. 
It's it's really remarkable. Every time you say like different prices for different stuff in the US, it's remarkable to me how simple prices are in the UK for TV as opposed to how things run in the US. Over here, the base, basically, obviously Freeview is free and stuff and you should get like a recorder box. But if you have Amazon, Netflix and Now TV or a combination of the three, you're going to get most of the US TV. And yeah. all that stuff is pretty cheap. So, because uh, now TV is like eight pound for an entertainment pass per month that will get you Fox and Sky and stuff. Uh, Netflix is obviously Netflix stuff. We get a lot of U- UK imports for Netflix, uh, so like iZombie and the Black Lightning and Better Call Saul and iZombie and a whole bunch of other stuff. So every every time you say like this is seventy five dollars and this is thirty five dollars, I'm like, okay, well this thing's just like eight pound <laughs> so a month. Um, yeah, it's it's crazy how complicated it sort of all seems over there. And a a lot of it is taxes and a lot of it is the deals that some of these companies make like uh, one of the bigger like the biggest sports package um, the biggest sports channel rather over here in the States is ESPN Mm -hmm. Um, and DirecTV has to pay them like somewhere between one no it's six dollars is what they have to pay DirecTV has to pay ESPN for ESPN to be on their system. Okay. And so ESPN is losing crazy amounts of money right now because so many people are dropping DirecTV because it's so expensive. Mm-hmm. They they had a loss of like $60 million last year, and about half of that was the lost revenue from not people getting rid of DirecTV. Yeah. And that's why so many companies over here in the States are going to the subscription services because yeah. people are getting rid of cable because cable's so damn expensive. And I have, I have, I, I pay. I'm gonna start paying only six bucks a month for Hulu, and that gets me every channel, excluding CBS. Um, and it gets me a lot of original stuff. And I had it anyway because you, you have to have the paid subscription to use Hulu on a console, which is why I do most of my TV watching is on my Xbox. Right. Um, and I pay for Netflix, and I. I get Amazon free ish because I have an Amazon prime subscription. Mm-hmm. Um, so between those three, I get about 75% of what I want to watch. Uh, the only thing that I'm really kind of missing is, uh, uh, doctor is, uh, um, BBC, anything on BBC. I'm not really getting right now. Okay. Um, it's been, I'm behind on a bunch of stuff on BBC. Um, and then anything that comes onto the paid channel, like HBO, Cinemax, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and they're actually starting to cross-cut deals because you can actually buy an HBO s- semi-subscription through uh, Hulu. It's not the full thing. You don't get the full back catalog, but you'll get like the original stuff. Like, So if I wanted Game of Thrones, if I had to see Game of Thrones, I could either get you know the HBO now and pay 15 bucks a month, or I could get like a, an extra $5 added on to my Hulu. Okay. And then just get like the original stuff. I wouldn't get like all the back catalogs of movies and all the other stuff. Um, but you're you're absolutely right. It's crazy expensive and it's crazy complicated, and <laughs> there's no real way to sort it out. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, with your phone going back to your phone, um, I think I I would still be it would still be really cool if let's say we never saw the character of Kate again, um, but she was like in an action series of of some sort. Because um, even when because I sort of knew she was in The Handmaid's Tale, but I didn't know like what role she played. And she does play, because um, S- Serena's quite a uh, main character. Of course, she's with, um, what's the, uh, Fred, I think is the um, 
the guy who runs the house is their their husband and wife. Um, what's it? When when I saw her and saw oh she's actually got quite a main role because she's you know the husband of the of the guy that runs. Well, they sort of co-run the place, or whatever. Um, it was like okay, it's cool to like see her on screen and know that she's got quite a quite a big role and stuff because you know the show's getting nominated for Emmys. So is she? That's that's like a really good sign there. Everything. Um, but uh, yeah, I'd like to see her get back into the the action side of things, and it might just be a case of waiting for Handmaid's Tale to end. It's only ten episodes a season. It's like ten hours a season because I think it's about an hour each per episode. Uh, so it might be a case of waiting for that to finish. Um, I do know that the Handmaid's Tale has also gone past the books because uh, I read the other day that um, the author of the Handmaid's Tale is doing a sequel. She's doing a second book, but the first season of the Handmaid's Tale. Um, is actually just the first season. So even when, because I, I had no idea if they'd gone past the books or not, I only looked it up after I'd finished season two, and uh, found out that season two was like way past the books. And there's obviously going to be a third season, so they're going to go even like further past it. But it's interesting because um, obviously we're, it's strange because I heard that there was like forty years of difference between um, when she announced she was going to do the sequel for the book and when the first one released. So I'm wondering like where the readers got left off sort of thing because there's been in the first and second season there was no sense of like conclusion in there whatsoever um but it might have been like a george r, r. martin game of thrones situation where it was like hey we haven't you haven't got another book out uh again it's a little bit different because george is supposed to have released a sixth book is it the one that he's supposed to be yeah I, th- I think there's a sixth book coming out yeah. within the next couple of years yeah within the next 20 years um, <laughs> but no, it's already been what, like seven years or something between, uh, cause last year I heard it was six years between the Game of Thrones books, so this year it'd be seven years. Um, but yeah, it's, it's sort of the same situation where like, like I don't know what conversations I had with the author of the book and, um, and that sort of stuff, but it's interesting to look at season one and two and there's no sense of like, we need to pause here or finish here. So, uh, yeah, I guess if you read the first book and stuff and you want to see, I guess a continuation, then Hamas Tell will be a very good option. But um, she does a sort of um, Yvonne in, in the show. She does a very good differentiation between like, okay, let's talk to June like calmly and explain, okay, this is what you like should do unless you don't want to get like spotted out because of course there's a complicated government system in, in place. And her ability to also do like the really stressful like, Okay, there's a situation that like she needs to really react to, and she does a really good job of of um, differentiating between the two. Because uh, in 24, when she played as Kate, it was more or less a case of okay, we have to go for it. Because 24 is a bit more of a you know simpler concept than the Hamas Tale, because it's like okay, we have to go for the terrorist. What do we have to do? Go and do it. Uh, and then there's of course other side plots with um, with moles and all that sort of stuff. Um, but she was very much in a situation where, like, okay, Jack's out there, he's in the field, he's doing kind of his own thing, but I need to sort of work with him. Um, but she, yeah, basically she just did a very good job of doing, yeah, basically a female Jack in, in certain ways. Obviously not as developed as Jack, because at that point we've had eight going on nine seasons of Jack Bauer, and we've only had 12 episodes of Kate. So uh, it's still very different kind of characters, but she could very much do something like that. And again, I would be happy to either see her do that with Kate, or with just a brand new character in some way. So uh, I guess that's a way that you could do it. You could end Jack's story in 24 if it ever does come back. Uh, and then just give her a, a separate show in, in some kind of way. So um, 
and yeah, she did a great job in uh, in in Mass Effect as as Miranda and stuff. Uh, a little bit more of a sort of basic role for her to do because she doesn't you know she doesn't have to emote and do facial expressions and that kind of stuff is all in in the voice acting. Um, did sorry, did you say you saw the Batman Bad Blood thing? Yeah, um, okay. I How? didn't know she was in it, but then again, I wasn't really listening for her okay. voice so you, specifically. You didn't, sort of, you didn't sort of hear her voice, is what you mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, any of these other little things you know you know about? I ne- I never even heard of the Lego <laughs> The Adventures of Clutch Powers. No, I'd never, I heard, never of heard of that. So. But then again, I'm I'm not a big Lego fan. I mean, I've seen right. the Lego Batman movie. It was pretty funny. Um, yeah, I've good. seen parts of the Lego movie, and I can understand why it's funny. It's cool that it's getting a sequel coming out here in a couple weeks. Yeah, um, but it, it's nothing it. I've really uh, sought out specifically. So, mm-hmm. uh, Did you see the Predator 2018 one? No. no. Me neither. So I'm not sure how she how she does in that. But uh, yeah, she's an impressive actress, and I look forward to seeing what she does. Of course, I'll see her later this year in uh, Handmaid's Tale, so that should be good as well. Um, and yeah, because you talked more on, a little bit more on the personal side of Bill Murray in terms of like, the documentaries and him as a personality. I don't really know Yvonne on that side of things. I've never really like researched her in that way or looked at interviews per se. Um, and I, I didn't like deliberately try and do it before the podcast or anything. I was just seeing like what role she did and talked more about that side of things. But uh, we can approach this from from either way, um, and that sort of thing. But um, yeah, I've just never really looked at her in terms of interviews and and that sort of stuff. So that might be interesting to see. Um, I think that's what we've got for you for the first episode of uh, Actor and Actress Spotlight. Uh, let us know what you think of the idea of the podcast. It's something much different for us to do. We're not we're not trying to review these people. Uh, we're kind of semi talking about the stuff that they're in, and of course, we did a bit of side TV talk about the complications of American television. Um, but uh, we basically wanted I wanted to sort of take these episodes and sort of. Um, Definitely not like pick out a random actor or actress that we've not heard of and and discuss them. I want us to more pick out people that we've we've heard of. We at least know some of the stuff that they've done, like with uh, Handmaid's Tale and Twenty Four with with Yvonne and stuff, um, and discuss like what we want them to do next. What 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 their favorite, what our favorite things were that they did. Uh, so like Kate in this situation, and uh, and kind of go from there. Um, I'm not sure necessarily how feedback would work for this because it's it's uh, I might open a, a small Patreon um, thing to like suggest people for us to talk about. But the problem is if you if you do that and you suggest me someone to talk about that I've never heard before, it's going to be a little bit different. So I'll I I won't put the thing on Patreon yet. I'll sort of see I want to see the feedback for the podcast itself first and see what people think of the idea and. And what we're going to do. Because I did say the other day I have a new idea for a podcast. But I didn't say what it was. So, um, But in terms of feedback. I guess we could do like a, a previously kind of thing. So when we jump into episode 2. And we talk about that. If people have more thoughts on Bill Murray and, and Yvonne. They can maybe send that in. And, and talk about some other stuff. Uh, and see how things go from there. Uh, what do you think of the launch episode that we have here? Or the first episode? I think it's definitely interesting. I think yeah. that uh, either going on the personal side or the professional side is really going to be dependent on the person itself. Mm-hmm. Uh, like with Bill Murray, I mean, he's been doing movies and acting for twice as long as Yvonne, so obviously there's more to it than that. Yeah, and um, and she, yeah, I don't know how sociable she is because I never really researched her on that level. 
I've never really seen her in like social media side of things or like publicly. I've never really seen her that much on the side of things. So. I, yeah, I've seen a little bit of her from her appearances at Comic Con when she was promoting Chuck. Okay. Um, but outside of that, no. But you know, I'm sure she's got an Instagram and a Twitter and a Facebook and yeah. all that other fun stuff. Um, I just haven't gotten around to following her because I, Twitter I pretty much just use as like an RSS news feed. Mm-hmm. Um, there's so of... much garbage on Twitter. The only thing that I really check on a consistent basis is this Twitter account called Cute Emergency, and it's just baby animal pictures. <laughs> and sometimes you just need that. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. But yeah, Twitter I just use for news um, feeds and Facebook. I just keep up with my cousin's kids, and that's really the only social media that I do. I mean, occasionally I'll po- post something to the entertainment uh, uh, talk Facebook page when I reference yeah. something on one of the podcasts, but that's really about it. Yep. Uh, cool. So let us know what you think of the podcast and what we should maybe do if you want to see us change the focus of it in some way. Um, but I think, because like with me, I chose Yvonne more on what she's done as opposed to her personal side. I think it's really up to the person talking about the person they pick in what way they want to discuss them. So... Uh, I think that really that kind of helps as well. So, um, all right, you can support the podcast and support Entertainment Talk on Patreon.com forward slash Entertainment Talk. You can also go to EntertainmentTalk.org, of course, as well to check out all the other podcasts and posts and all that sort of stuff, all the good stuff that's on there as well. Uh, Amazon affiliate link. Uh, if you want to shop on Amazon, support us along the way. You can use our affiliate link. That's where we'll get a small cut of what you spend, but it won't cost you anything extra. Uh, iTunes, please rate, review, and subscribe to the feeds. It's important to you that you subscribe to the feeds because then you'll get the episodes as well. But please also rate and review them. That will help us get shown in the charts. Word of mouth, the easiest way to support us. Share the post- posts on Facebook, just like Robert sort of said, and retweet them on Twitter. Um, tell your friends and family about the website and the iTunes feeds and all that good stuff as well. Uh, that will help us out. Um, uh, yeah, other feedback. Twitter, of course, eTalkUK. Matthew at EntertainmentTalk.org. Instagram is eTalkUK. And there's the contact page as well, uh, which has got all the options for contacting us as well. Um, video games. If you'd like to watch me, Robert, or David play different video games, me and David have got Twitch streaming channels, and Robert's got one on Mixer. Thank you all very much for listening, and we'll see you. Uh, so we don't have a scheduled next episode, is what I'm trying to say. It will be sporadic. It will be when I think of someone to talk about, or have a co-host with someone to talk about two different people, and that be scheduled. Uh, but we'll see you soon for episode two. I think is what we can say. Uh, goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>